Welcome to the Fanatical L Show, part of the L Network. We are a bunch of wild and crazy Cleveland Browns fans, bringing you all the latest in Browns news. Tune in now. And welcome to the live edition of the Fanatical Elves Show. We're part of the Fans First Sports Network. I'm John. That's Elliot. And there's Sam. Welcome, guys. How are you on this um, kind of crappy Thursday night weather-wise here in Ohio? Um, if you live in Ohio and you're listening to us, man, I'm this weather... Try to get a little closer to your microphone. Here. Oh, okay. This weather really sucks. Um, it's been dreary and, uh, we haven't seen the sun here in Ohio for a few days. Sam, have you seen the sun in Texas? Yeah, we've been seeing the sun. We're fine down here. It's a nice 50 ish degrees, a little bit of wind. That's about it. Well, now we're in the fifties here, right? Elliot, is that where you're over there in Dayton? It's pretty warm the last day or two. Yeah, it's warm, cloudy, a little bit wet, but Basically, very tolerable for uh, late <laughs> January. I, I'm well, enjoying it. We're in our th- the thaw of, of winter right now. Um, we were very cold the last few uh, weeks. Uh, we actually had a snow or a couple two-hour delay earlier in the week. Um, today, it's been really foggy on and off. Now it's raining out there. Man, just not 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 great great yeah, weather. Yeah, it might but, rain tomorrow. Okay. Well, you know, hey, we got to talk after the break about um, our division, the uh, AFC Championship games that are just around the corner on Sunday. We've got the Baltimore Ratbirds versus the Kansas City uh, Chefs. Um, and then uh, who are the other teams? So the San Francisco Niners against and the Detroit Lions. Lions. Hey, the Browns uh, beat two of those uh, teams this season. Um, the two teams that are the favorites to go to the Super Bowl, the Ratbirds and the 49ers. So, uh, you know. Pretty pretty good, uh, you know. We can always say that if both they both get there, that hey, the Browns beat both them teams. Uh, it's unfortunate the Browns did not get that far or get a chance to play either one of these uh, or get to play either one again. But we'll talk about that after the break. But before that, let's talk about what the Browns have been doing oh, uh, the last week, week and a half. They did assign another coach or two. Uh, tell me again. I'm going to screw this name up for the running back coaches. To Deuce Staley. Deuce right? Staley. I got it right. The he Deuce, was a running yes. back, right? He used to be a running back. Yeah. Uh, who did he play for? Philadelphia Eagles, and he ended his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, uh, the Squealers. Ugh, man. Squealers. So what do we think about Deuce? Are we are we excited? It'll be interesting, uh, I think it was very with prospects and stuff in the draft. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, let me, uh, Sam. Let me ask you this, and Elliot, I want you go next because we got this new guy. Okay, Deuce Staley. One thing that came up earlier in the week, and I don't know if either one of you saw this, but you might have. Um, the guy going out, uh, who left the building, who was a running Stump back, Stump Mitchell. Stump Mitchell. He did an interview on Channel Five with Cameron Justice. I want to give her props because I know it's earlier in the week. Um, some knuckleheads that do a sports show that, you know, they get a few more viewers than us. They, they didn't give props to uh, Cameron justice who I love. She's a great sports uh, 
reporter up there in Cleveland. She's done a lot of stuff before that. And I just have a lot of respect for her. Anyhow, she got the interview with Stump Mitchell. But one of the things that came out of that interview that I want to ask you about right now is Kareem Hunt. He brought Kareem Hunt up and pointed out, Sam, I want your opinion on this too. And then go to Elliot here. He, Sam, he said, and I don't know if you heard this, but he basically said that uh, Kareem Hunt, that he could never reach, really reach Kareem Hunt, that he was either late to meetings or, or he wouldn't stay after. He didn't do the extra stuff that you'd want to see from a high profile, great running back. And he felt like Kareem didn't do all that he could when he was in Cleveland, which was for a guy that's walking out the door to point out a running back that yeah, you know, came back this season to kind of help the Browns after uh, Nick Chubb went out. It was interesting to hear his comments. Sam, did you happen to hear that interview or what are your, what no, are your- I didn't hear it, but I think I had seen that comment somewhere. Um, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I feel like Kareem Hunt is a veteran. I feel like some he's not like a good veteran. He's okay. But I feel yeah. like veterans will always get a bit of a leeway. You know, if you've been in the league for seven years and you've had some moderate success, maybe you've been to the playoffs a few times. I think you get yeah. that leeway, especially because most of the time these running backs and veterans made make and have made more money than some of these coaches. Um but I think, I don't know, it's interesting. I don't think Kareem Hunt's coming back. I think he's gone for now. Yeah. Uh, if Nick Chubb, is Nick Chubb on, is he a free agent or no? Not yet. No. Okay. No, but he, he almost has to again, Then maybe Kareem Hunt will come back. But I think the Browns will look into the draft and see if they can find anyone there to right. pick up. No, I agree. Um Elliot, what are you th- your thoughts on th- those comments by Stump Mitchell and, and Kareem Hunt? It, they, it caught a lot of people off guard this week. Yeah, I think that's a big surprise. Um, I, I, from what I was aware of, uh, the running backs seemed to love Stump Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And uh, the running backs seemed to perform very well uh, for Stump, especially, obviously, Nick Chubb. But also, I would call your attention. Um, you, you know that that a lot of the the uh, the second string running backs seemed to perform very well mm-hmm. uh, when they were given an opportunity, and then that I think goes uh, to the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. And Dearness Johnson comes to mind as a guy that seemed like a very intelligent running back, or one that made very. Uh, intelligent use of the offensive line that he used to be very patient, you know, use his blockers well, and maybe he did not have the super uh, breakaway speed that you'd like to have from a running back, but he got five yards per carry. And I think, wow, that's probably because of the Mm -hmm. coaching. And so I was taken by surprise that Stump Mm -hmm. was let go. Mm-hmm. And uh, the business about Kareem Hunt, I thought that was all, you know, everything was really great between Kareem Hunt and Stone right. Mitchell. So I'm I'm a bit surprised Is by it, this. Yes. He didn't get, you know, the, you, you look back on the timeline here and Kareem did not get initially picked up by the Brownies um, in the offseason. And so I think it goes back to like what Stump Mitchell comments were about. It sounds like Kareem was pretty lazy. And it sounds like he didn't take too kindly to directives or some types of coaching. 
and it sounds like Stump and him had some real disagreements. Um, some people have pointed and criticized Stump Mitchell, like this other show that gets a lot more viewers. I know that, but um, I, I'm not, I'm not upset with what Stump Mitchell had to say. I think he's a coach. I think he cares about his players. I think I'm a coach. We've, you know, some of us have been coaches. Um, we want to get the best out of players, and yeah, you don't always want to point out things maybe publicly, but I think it maybe gave out Stump Mitchell an opportunity to do something where maybe he thinks that he was helping Cream. Obviously, Cream's probably pissed off right now. Um, so, but I, I think I, I'm not critical of Stump Mitchell. I think he's he's an old time coach that he cares about his players, and uh, I don't I don't have a problem with it. It does. I think it does shed some light though on some of what has been going on behind the scenes for longer than we have been talking about um, this fire and ice mm -hmm. sort of thing. We all knew that Nick Chubb was sort of the stoic symbolic sort of hero of the Batman of the Browns um, didn't say a lot of things. And Kareem Hunt was the polar opposite of that. So um, he, yeah. Kareem did not have a good year last season. I think his yards per carry average was something like 3.7. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the minds of Browns fans, he was still the Kareem Hunt of two and three years ago, right. where he was like a 4.6 yards per carry guy. Sure. But that's not what he achieved uh, in uh, 2022. Yeah. He, he did not have a good year, and that's why. People were not anxious to sign him. He did not have the performance behind what was still a very good offensive line. Yeah. So yeah, I think really, I, yeah. I think he did well in 2023, even though he didn't have the numbers, he didn't have the offensive line in 2023 either. So I think he was a very good uh, short yardage back for the Browns. And, you know, he regained some of his quickness, I thought. I think he was in better shape, actually, in 2023. Yeah. Than he was in 2022. I think it's just funny to me, you know, people are critical of someone like Stump Mitchell today criticizing Kareem Hunt, but I think some of us forget, and Sam, I don't know if you're familiar with all of the Kareem Hunt backstory, but basically Kareem Hunt was cut. You know, he was let go by the Chiefs immediately after there were stories that service that there's, you know, video evidence of him, um, having some domestic oh, yeah, it wasn't much of a story it was no a it was a domestic you know uh just things that happened with him and and uh a, a friend of his or girlfriend or whatnot and so it's you know the browns brought him in and that was a big story at the time because cream was the rookie of the year he was a running rushing leader of the year coming out of kansas city the browns brought him in here he was a hometown kid and so i think it's very fair that, that people are critical of what cream is about. And I, 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 I think stump Mitchell's comments were basically like kid. He's telling cream, like kid, you've got opportunities, but you're blowing it because you don't want to listen to anybody. And he's been given opportunities that quite frankly, a lot of players don't get. And he was given that with Cleveland. And so that's where I don't have a problem at all with stump saying what he did. And I think the, whoever he's, guys on these other shows who say oh i'm almost, i think stump shouldn't be talking about his players i'm like no like it's free like you're you're a public figure cream's a public figure he did some stupid stuff um and i think he it's 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 fair game so um yeah all right um let's 
talk about the offensive coordinators. The Browns are interviewing offensive coordinators. I know, uh, Elliot, you've got a, a guy in mind. There's some other guys that are out there. Um, Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. <laughs> yeah. Um, who's the guy from San Diego? I'm sorry, Los Angeles. The Chargers. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. He's no. going to be interviewed. He was a cowboy. He's going to interview tomorrow no. with the Browns. I don't know if I want him very much. Right. Tell me about that, Sam. I He isn't a quarterback coach. And I feel like, well, he's, he's a coach who isn't, uh, I guess he isn't a quarterback coach. It's weird because some coaches are quarterback coaches that utilize and play with and experiment with quarterbacks and are more of a coach who likes to utilize quarterbacks to their fullest extent. Uh-huh. And I feel like that's what the Browns need right now is I feel like they need someone who figures out what Watson is good at and what he can do and his yeah. uh, strengths and weaknesses and plays to them. Because yeah. I feel like if we can get that, Watson can become much better. And I don't think he's going to return to like his whenever he was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he can get close. And I don't think Kellen Moore can do that. I think Kellen Moore is someone who is more <laughs> a like all around guy, you know, he pays attention to the ground game, less of the quarterbacks. And I feel like he's shown that with his uh, underutilization of Justin Herbert, who's probably better than Deshaun Watson. And so uh-huh. I feel like he isn't the best match. I think there's probably better point. people. I like that. Um, Elliot, what do you think about that? You agree, disagree? You're I agree with everything that Sam said. Um, has Kellen Moore ever had a good season? <laughs> Not really. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys underperformed under his uh, it's a good point. coordinatership, yep. if that's yep. a word. Yep. When he left, they got better. When he arrived in San Diego, they got worse. And so we who's want the, to hire that guy? Really? Who, who's the Philadelphia Eagle um, offensive coordinator? I, I understand that I they... I don't want him either. <laughs> <laughs> All you he talk does about a team that push. went the wrong way. Anything. The Eagles, my God, they fell off the <laughs> off the planet today. They oh well, that on their ass. Then we should be able to get him cheap and save money. That sounds like a great idea. So no, I, you know I, what I think. Yeah, what do you think? Elliot? What I think. What I think. You know, I don't think they were unhappy uh, with who they had. I think Van Pelt uh, yeah. was doing a pretty good job. Sure. And the fact that they let him go suggests to me that they had a guy in mind that they want to sign. Okay. And, you know, they're going to go out and get him. I think that's their styles, that there's somebody who that they we want go get? as an upgrade. We're going to go get him. And the reason why they haven't gotten him is because he's still in the playoffs. And who is and that? so, well, we don't know. But it's somebody that's still in the playoffs, okay? That's somebody that's on the staff of Baltimore. Somebody that's still on the staff of Kansas City, somebody on Detroit, or San Francisco. Uh, one of those guys, you know, maybe a quarterback coach or you know, mm-hmm. a receivers coach, somebody like that is who they're going to get. They have a definite person in mind. And when the Super Bowl is over, is when we're going to hire that coach. That's what I think. You think that's going to happen? What about Ken Dorsey? That's exactly who I'm looking up right now. 
Okay. Um, Ken Dorsey used he, to play quarterback for the Brownies. Yeah, one yeah, of the 45,000 quarterbacks for the Browns. Yeah, By the way, I've said this before. I got I to gotta stop everybody and just – I we got to stop this whole thing with the whole quarterback T-shirt. I know I've talked about my own podcast. It is part of our aura here in Cleveland to honor – like, it's just dumb. I, we got to stop that. We, You know, it's like there's – we're like the only franchise that does that. I know other teams haven't had 40,000 quarterbacks, but it's just dumb. It's, it's loser mentality. And, and that's the kind of Browns fandom that just drives me nuts. Okay. Back to, uh, yeah, Sam. <laughs> I like Ken Dorsey more because he was a quarterback and he's performed. Okay. With Josh Allen, I think, the problem is not with Ken Dorsey exactly. I think it's with Josh Allen himself because I feel like he will commonly play as if he's the only player on the field and either run or make kind of weird so, throws. What is his position? He's the offensive coordinator of Buffalo right now. Yeah. He, well, he was. He got fired in November, I believe. Oh. <laughs> but I feel like he's a better. Or I think he got fired. That's what the internet's telling me. Um, I think he's a better <laughs> fit. Gotta believe the he, internet. He was a coach, or I mean, a quarterback. He coached Josh Allen for a little while, and I don't think it was his fault that Josh Allen was performing under a little bit worse because that's just Josh Allen. Sometimes is he performs weird, and so I do think Ken Dorsey might. I don't think he's the best choice, but I think he's a good choice. Okay. Um. Are there any other coaching? Okay, I've heard today that Jim Schwartz on the defensive side of things was nominated for defensive or assistant coach of the year. So that's praise for him. That's cool. Uh, I wish he had got his players to play a little bit better in the uh, wild card game. I'm still pissed off about that. Aren't, aren't you still? I'm still angry. I'm just like the Browns didn't show up in that game. I like what happened. Um, I'm still frustrated. Have you figured it out yet? Either one of you? <laughs> They're silent. I they think this pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, let's touch, let's take a quick break and then we're going to talk about these games that are coming up between the Ratbirds and the Chiefs and the 49ers and the Lions. We'll be right back. This is the Fanatical L's show on Fans First. Wow, we're back. Did you like those commercials? Incredible. Incredible. I, I loved them, but I, w I wanted to talk about Ken Dorsey. Yeah, we're back to Ken Dorsey. Um, yeah, I don't I don't understand why Ken Dorsey would be a candidate because he was fired by the Bills. Sure. And they were they were struggling on offense when they fired him. They lost yep. four or five yep. games, couldn't score any points. And then after they fired him, they got better. You know, they they had uh, Joe Brady, the quarterback coach, yes, uh, became the offensive coordinator, and then they started scoring a ton of points, and they made the playoffs and became the number two seed in the AFC, and so they yeah. got better when they fired Dorsey. Why would we want to hire Dorsey? Yeah, um, I, I don't see that. Let at me all. ask you this question: Flip, not talking about another coach, real quick here, um, Bill Callahan offensive line coach of the Brownies. His son, Brian Callahan, was just hired as the Tennessee Titans head coach. 
And yet today, everybody was panicking this week about losing Bill because he's the father of Brian. But Bill or Brian responded today to reports of that saying, hey, Bill is under contract. And it sounds from everybody that I've heard in the last 24 hours that Bill Callahan is not going anywhere. So I think that's really good news for the Browns. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. Oh, and I just hear breaking news here on, on Twitter. Just one more thing to throw in here. I don't even know who this guy is. Maybe you guys know this guy. Raheem Morris. Tell me who Raheem Morris is, guys. I have no idea, but he's just been hired as the Atlanta Falcons' new head coach. According to Adam uh, Schefter. A Rams defensive coordinator. So he's just been hired as the, according to Adam Schefter, who's always legit, one minute ago on on Twitter land, he announced Looks that like Raheem There's Moore. news from ESPN and New York Post at NFL.com all yeah. about it. So Okay. So, Hire mm-hmm. Bill Belichick. Well, now what's going on with Bill? But no one well, wants him. They're worried. They're worried because he performed like garbage when he didn't have the best quarterback in NFL history. Well, he's also old, isn't he? Like seventy-two years old. He's period? old. He and if you don't have Tom Brady, who knows what he's going to do? Um, he's never been good at getting quarterbacks very much he only got lucky with tom brady i don't know i don't think he's gonna sign anywhere for a while yeah. by the way i didn't want to finish our topic on callahan elliot i think i cut you off i pro- apologize for that yeah no i mean they ha- had the exact same situation in cincinnati where he was the offensive coordinator yes. and he could have uh plausibly hired his father to be the offensive line coach but i think they've just agreed that they're going to have separate careers. So I didn't think there was any credibility. I think that makes a lot of sense, that, right? That's yeah, a healthy uh, family relationship, right, Elliot? Yeah. I mean, you, you know, you don't want to put yourself in the situation where the son is going to fire the father someday. So that does, that didn't make any sense to me that that was going to ever happen. <laughs> they just weren't going to do that. Uh, so there's a lot of wheeling and dealing going on in these coaching uh, ranks right now. Uh, Bill Belichick, is he going to retire? Is he going to take a job? I think some people thought he was going to go to Atlanta. Now we know that that's not going to happen. Uh, what's left out there? What coaching jobs are available? Do we know like head coaching jobs still out I've there? Got a, I've got a question for you, sir. Oh boy. Would Bill Belichick, you know, the presumption is that, Oh, he's got to have this record from having the most wins of all time. Yes. But does he love football to such an extent that he would take a job as a defensive coordinator? I think that's his natural position. He's always been really good at that, hasn't he? Yes. Well, I mean, that's what happened when he got fired by Art Modell, the world's greatest coach fiber of all time. Yes. (laughs) What did he do? He took a job as a defensive coordinator uh, under Bill Parcells. You're right. Why wouldn't he do that again? Or is he totally? Yes. Is he just, oh, I got to have my statistics. I got to be the number one wins no, coach of all I time. Totally or does he you. just want to be yeah. on the football, uh, you know, coaching staff? Would he consider uh, hiring on as a coach on a team that he liked, you know, for a coach that he respected? Would he work for somebody like Come to Mike Vrabel? Come to Cleveland. 
Yeah, well, I don't know that we want him to be a defensive coordinator on Cleveland. No, I'm pretty happy no, no. with Jim Schwartz. Oh, I'm happy too, but, sure. But for the, somebody that's in the Patriots system, you know, Mike Vrabel would be a great match. I think um, there's great mutual respect there. Why wouldn't he do that? I, Mike, pick up the phone, give him a call, see what he says. <laughs> that's my advice. Um. Let's talk a little bit about these games coming up on Sunday and then hit any other final topics here tonight. Let's talk first about Kansas City and the Ratbirds, uh, the chefs and the Ratbirds going at it. Um, we're all sick and tired of Kermit the Frog, Patrick Mahomes, and um, Travis Kelsey and Swifties. My God. You know, it's funny. I put, you know, you know Taylor Swift and Kelsey Fine, maybe they have a long-term relationship. But it's so funny to get hear the critics, especially women out there that um, are Swifty fans and men, I guess, <laughs> too. Um, the okay, I just like every time they. It was funny last week, and the whole conversation this week has been hilarious because everybody's mocking how Travis Kelsey's brother was shirtless and drunk and drinking beers and Taylor Swift is there in the foreground, in the background. And it's just like a three ring circus. And the, the national broadcast after Kansas city scores, they're immediately going to Taylor Swift to see her reactions. It's just so like the mixing of music and entertainment and the NFL. It's just, I kind of like like Sam. You like it? No, no, no. Jason Kelsey. I don't care about Taylor Swift, but I think the Jason Kelsey was kind of fun. I mean, oh yes, absolutely. It yes. might be his last year. He already is eliminated. He's supporting his brother, and it was kind of funny. I don't oh, care I about totally Taylor Swift. But she here's the thing, Sam. She Sam, I want to ask you this. Well, Sam, I want to. This is my because people are critical. Like the minute I say something about, I'm so tired of the Swifties and Taylor Swift. Um, they're like, oh, well, what's the difference? Like. You see Travis Kelsey's brother, you know, getting drunk and show, and no one criticizes that, but they had criticized Swifties because she's a woman or she's a, and I'm like, no, I just think it's, I have, that has nothing to do with she it. She has nothing to do with the NFL. I, I don't, but, but that's the thing. That's the thing right there. She no, was Elliot? never breathed in the same sentence. Well, it has everything to do with the league. NFL. It's. It's Since gets a the dawn attention of for the NFL. It's free advertising, more revenue. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fun. I love Taylor Swift. I, you know, I, I think she's the greatest entertainer in the world. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm totally on board with all this. It's just fun. Uh, if you don't like Taylor Swift, don't watch. But I, I do. I, I follow watch, her I on Instagram. It's, it's, it's just really, it's really fun. I, I watch Taylor Swift videos. I think she's the sexiest woman on earth. And I'm, by the way, I loved Bill Belichick's uh, comment on what did Bill say? Travis Kelsey. He, he says, well, Travis Kelsey is a very fine tight end. He's had a lot of great catches in his career. And this would be the greatest of all of them. <laughs> well, all right. So the game itself, let's just look at this game. I mean, we, we we know that Kansas City's now oh, been there. This, City's is the sixth, there. this is the sixth um, sixth AFC championship game. In a row. In a row. Six. 
So you can see why a lot of us are like, oh, God, the Chiefs are there again. Now, Chiefs fans, and I know a lot of them because I lived in Wichita for many years, they're, you know, super excited again. Um, but they're yeah, so spoiled be. at this point. And, I mean, good for them. I, I guess, you know, I loathe the Rappers, so I will – I don't really cheer for either one of them, but I'm kind of – I'm just I'll, dead inside. I can't – Right, dead anyone. inside. Yeah, I get that. So You're like, I, don't, I don't know what to do. But I, I but can't. I can't see the rappers, right, Elliot? We can't no, no, see no, the no, rappers no. there in the Super Bowl. No, this is like the Yankees versus the Red Sox. Yes, you know exactly. I mean? Give me a break. But I, it's I, like I the will. Astros I will, versus like the Marlins, if you're a Rangers. Forecast a a a uh, winner against the yeah. spread. You will. I, yeah, I think I think that I would. Um, I'm planning. I haven't put my money down yet, but I will. Um, bet a few dollars yeah not a big bet but i will bet on what's the spread right now? baltimore okay i i think that the um i think that the last game uh i believe that kansas city um actually does not have the firepower and offense that people think that they had a really great game this is where but Um, elliot this is where this is where I always have these conversations with us because this is where it gets intriguing in the NFL. Even though that you just said what you just said about Kansas City didn't have there they don't have the firepower. Somehow the NFL, the game on Sunday, we're gonna it's gonna be reincarnated. The the Chiefs offense is somehow gonna come out of their dormant self and become, you know, this juggernaut. That's that's just what Mahomes the NFL is. that's where oh, I Mahomes. feel like it's scripted. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, all you know, there's, uh, that would then certainly. You hear Kermit the Frog. Well, you know, I don't know how Kermit the Frog. That doesn't sound like Kermit. Tom the Frog. Brady did the same thing. He could be with a bunch of bums, and he'd still win because he's exactly. just exactly Sam. Good point. He's just good, and I feel like that's the problem. Is you can't if you unless you can shut down Mahomes, you can't shut down anyone. Well, and Except that's the defense, key. But, I mean, we've talked about this forever, but everything runs through Kansas City, and again, this is the first time now that they're going to be on the road. In an AFC yeah. championship game. So this second time ever for Mahomes. But here's the thing. I, I know Elliot, you like Lamar Jackson, but I think they're gonna lay an egg. I think Kansas City's gonna gonna beat him, and I think they're gonna beat him by 10 points on the road. Yeah, no, I don't I don't know. I I I thought that Buffalo was gonna take him. And what I disregarded was that uh, Buffalo had some significant injuries on uh, defense, but I thought that yes. they were a good enough their linebacker uh, and sound enough team on defense dead. that they would be able to um, prevail over Kansas City because Kansas City just was not Kansas City on offense the whole season long. No. And I didn't think they don't have that any wide receivers. Because, well, there you go. But uh, somehow they managed to – pull it together for one magnificent game against Buffalo. And, uh, but I, I still don't believe that they're really uh, that strong on offense and Baltimore has shown to my satisfaction that they really are that good on defense. I believe that they'll play well defensively and I think that they'll win. I think the Ravens will win. I just don't want them to. I would take the, I would take the under also based on that logic. I don't think that, Kansas City is going to score as many points as we're used to seeing them. Okay. As used, I'm as going a, the polar opposite. I'm just going to go out on a limb because I'm just feeling it tonight. Um, I just, I, 
I I think these things are scripted and uh, to a degree. And I just think Kansas City. Well, I mean, yeah. If you look at all the Super Bowls, all the logos have had the same colors of the player of the. Well, there's a conspiracy right there. Exactly, Sam. Let's talk about that. I I hate to admit it, but I do think it'll be Ravens 49ers in the Super Bowl. It just is. It's already been said. Like you said, there's been conspiracies out there for several weeks. Even if it wasn't, the team, the Ravens are just good. The Chiefs are lacking in defense a little. Uh, well, not defense. Uh, offense, I mean. Their receiver core can't catch a ball if their life depended on it. Travis Kelsey is a little bit messed up. He's a little. He's good in a little why? older. Oh, why? Oh, is that because of Taylor Swift? Oh, let's not talk he's, about that. He's a little bit older. He's starting to starting to decline he's, he's as all. He's Taylor Swift. It's screwing with his head. Come on yeah, now. Let's be real. Maybe. Um, but th- I think the Ravens are just better. I think the 49ers are better. Um, now if the 49ers play the same way they played against green Bay, where they probably should have lost, I think the lions are going to win, but I don't think the Lions are going to beat the Ravens. I just don't see that happening. Well, let's, let's, we can talk about that more, but I do like, I mean, here's the thing. The lions have never been to a super bowl. The Browns have never been to a super bowl. It would be one less team that hasn't been to a super bowl. But in the same sentence, it gives Browns. It should give Browns fans hope that if the Lions can make it to a Super Bowl, well, damn it, the Browns. The, can Lions, make it the Lions have a quarterback, though. Ooh! Oh wow! There's a no. We have a quarterback if Watson decides to actually, you know, be good <laughs> and not tear his shoulder. Well, Sanford, listen. The Browns have beaten both these teams that are sus- supposedly going to go to the Super Bowl: Baltimore and San Francisco. I don't believe in San Francisco, but the way the NFL is, you're it's probably rigged. Um, yeah, 49ers get in there. But the Lions, I'm telling you, Jared Goff, they have nothing to lose. Their coach is crazy. And um, you know, he speaks his mind. Plus, the one reason I like the the Lions, and I know I've mentioned this before, Chris Spielman, uh, John Dorsey are part of that organization. I go back to Chris Spielman. I love Chris Spielman. He's a kid here. Um, you know, he lives here in Columbus. Um, I have a lot of respect for him. Listen to him many times on podcasts over the years with Bruce Hooley. Just have a lot of respect for his opinion and how he looks at life. And uh, I just think that him going to Detroit, it did not, does not surprise me one bit that the lions are where they are today because of, of ex players and coaches like Chris Spielman. He makes a huge difference, and that's a part of why I believe that the Lions are where they're at. I know a lot of people criticize Campbell for his craziness, but these guys are believing in him, and they're and they're winning. And they've been a, they had two home games. By the way, I want to ask you guys this before we leave. You know the importance of winning uh, or getting a home game in the playoffs. Do you think it's an important factor, Elliot, or not? Um, moving forward for the Browns. Because the only way the Browns well, the, get the, the home playoff game is if they win the AFC North, which they've never done in like 30,000 years. Oh, no, I think it, it, it depends. Um, if you're playing, you know, like the, the Houston Texans would be a good case in point mm-hmm. where they are a artificial turf team that plays in a dome. Yeah. And the Cleveland Browns are a cold weather team that plays on natural turf and yeah. like bad weather. I think teams like the Browns, the Buffalo Bills, Pittsburgh Steelers, it matters a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, other teams that yeah. 
are Chief. you know in more temperate area areas it may not matter as much like if the cowboys i know this is unrealistic but the cowboys walk into arrowhead stadium at 10 degree weather and a negative six degree wind chill the cowboys are going to have a disadvantage because they've played in a dome and they've played in warmer temperature their yes. entire season but i think if the browns or the bills or like the giants maybe walked into arrowhead with a 10 degree weather and a five degree wind chill i think they'll be much more mm. used to the weather and much more used yeah. to the climate yeah. and the situation they will have a less of a disadvantage i definitely think it's a more situational thing yeah i agree yeah i but i i i don't know you know getting into the playoffs this year everybody was so excited with the browns getting there and Joe Flacco and everything. It just, it just hit us like a brick wall, this, this playoffs. And it, it makes, you know, Browns fans like myself sort of like, well, man, you know, if they go on the road. No, they did beat the Steelers, but that was in front of nobody back in 2020. <laughs> so I think it makes a difference if there's fans in the, in the stands. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. I, you know, obviously the Browns are going to push to win the AFC North next year. Do you think they have a legitimate shot at it next year, Elliot? Yeah. Sam? I do, too. You I do? think they have. Yeah. I don't think the Ravens... I mean, we've seen Super Bowl hangovers constantly. Of course, yeah. the Chiefs are disproving it, but the Eagles... Oh, that's a good point, Sam. The Eagles fell off a cliff. The Rams fell off a cliff. The Bengals fell off a cliff. The Eagles. The, um, who was in the Super Bowl Eagles. three years ago? No, no, no. I know Eagles fell off a cliff. Rams and Bengals fell off a cliff for that first year. Um, I don't well, think the Bengals were always overrated. It was, you know. Yeah. I think the Ravens aren't Joe going to be Schmo. as good as they are. I think the Ravens still have a very good roster and a very good team. It sucks that the Ravens are in the AFC North. Yeah, I know. I feel like the Ravens are still going to be 12 and 4 or 12 and 5 or whatever the, the numbers are now. I don't know. Uh, I think it's 12 and five, but I think the Browns is long. If Deshaun Watson can just stay healthy and be an average quarterback, I think the receivers, I think the running back, the defense, the offensive line, I think if we can just stay healthy for a season and whoever we draft, I definitely think this Browns team could pro probably win as yeah. long as everyone stays healthy. That's the biggest problem in my mind. I saw some highlight earlier today when the Browns played the Steelers. I know they lost that game early on in the season that, horrific game where Nick Chubb went out, but they were showing some plays of Deshaun Watson. And again, he had some fantastic plays where he, you know, he can move his move out of the pocket, move and, and create. And that is something that we forgot um, when we got Joe Flacco in here, but I, I will give, you know, again, Deshaun time to, to get back and, and, and help this Browns team get back to the playoffs. I mean, he did help the Browns get to the playoffs this year. He was five and one. And um, he just keeps getting game. hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Every injury builds up on itself. I mean, you look at baseball pitchers, yeah. you get your first Tommy John and your elbows. Well, actually your elbow is more strong after your first Tommy John. I hear. Yeah. But everything, but I guess I think pitching is a bad example because pitching just tears your arm to shreds anyway. Yeah. I think injuries will build up on it on itself. You'll be. And I think that might be a problem right now. Not right now, but later down the line if he keeps getting hurt. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, it, I mean, if he gets hurt next year, I'm like, come on, man. Like, you got to figure something else out. Um, final takes here tonight. Elliot, any thought? final thoughts before we let everybody go? 
here on the Fanatical Elves. Um, yeah, we didn't talk too much about um, offensive coordinators. I, I think uh, Kenny Zampezi would be a really good yes. offensive coordinator. He's developed quarterbacks wherever he's gone. Where is he at right now? Well, right now he's been fired by uh, Washington along with the rest of the coaching staff. But uh, they they and may the hire him back as an offensive coordinator. We'll see. But uh, I I think he did a really great job with Baker Mayfield. What? It was not Freddie Kitchens. It was Kenny Zampezi that allowed him to have the best season or half season. So he was here that he ever had. He was here before. Pardon? He was here in Cleveland before Zampezi. Yeah, that's right. When when uh, Hugh Jackson was fired. Uh, something really changed, and all of a sudden, Baker Mayfield caught fire, and a lot of people thought, oh, it's because Freddie Kitchens is the head coach. No, it's because Kenny Zampezi really took over the offense and didn't really brag about it, but that's really, I think, what happened. Okay. That and also Bob Wiley, the offensive line coach, did a fantastic job as that offensive line went literally from the worst in the NFL to the best in the NFL mm -hmm. over the course of that season. I want to give props also to, uh, by the way, Baker Mayfield. I mean, uh, he had a hell of a game last week um, through the interception. Some of us were predicting that uh, that would happen, but he played very well and uh, good job to Baker. I know there's a lot. I, I'm a Baker fan and I think, you know, I'm, I'm happy for him. Um, I heard Kurt Warner came out today and, Kurtz talked about Baker Mayfield also in the past, but he basically said that it's too bad that the Browns didn't keep Baker, that he feels that Baker could have gotten the Browns back to the playoffs or would have. And I agree with that assessment, obviously. So now Baker will be in Tampa, um, probably get a nice paycheck and well-deserved. I'm anxious to see if they come out with new commercials, right? Progressive, progressive, especially if he signs this new, this contract, you know, at, at home with Baker. I mean, come on, we got to see him more. Now that he's in Tampa, I'll be anxious to see if they hire him back for these progressive commercials. I think it would be cool. Oh, I think it would be fun. Yeah, well, let's let's hire him for commercials for our show. Why not? Why not? But yeah, no, Baker's Baker's. You know, I I don't know that he's a five year quarterback, but you know, I, I think the whole thing about the Browns quarterback situation is that. You know, we thought we needed to spend $230 million on quarterback. <laughs> and uh, I think that's really, it was just uh, a misconception on front office's part. Sam, Dak Prescott is getting 230 now? No, but he's going to get $55 million a year for however long he stays. I mean, he, he's good. That's the problem is he might not be good in the playoffs, but he's consistently brought this Dallas Cowboys team to 12 and five, three or four years, three or yeah. four, three years in a row now. So yeah, yeah. Jerry yeah. likes that. So yeah, I don't know. Well, folks, we are going to be bringing you more shows this weekend. I know the Oracle speaks and Elliot will be uh, bringing you some more shows. He had some technical uh, issues this week. And he'll be up bringing some more uh, shows. Uh, we got Sam with his Browns breakdowns. Sam, your next show is going to be coming up, what, next week? February the 2nd. February the 2nd. So next week, 
Uh, look forward to that. We've got the Dog Pound South show with Steve Gill. Steve is out of town tonight, so he couldn't join us tonight. Joel Cade with his What the Elf Was That? The Browns Blitz with uh, uh, Rod Bloom. He'll be bringing that show first thing tomorrow morning. So tune in for that. We've got my Johnny Cleveland shows. Uh, we'll be bringing you another episode of that coming up very shortly, probably tomorrow as well. So um, everybody have a great night. Go Browns. We've got a lot to talk about in the upcoming weeks. Off-season moves, offensive coordinators, free agency, the NFL draft. Ooh, I lots love of, the NFL lots draft. Of topics. Um, so and we've much. got, right, and we got a lot of scouting to do. Sam and Elliot had a great show, or uh, Sam and Joel had a great show a week ago on getting everybody looking at some players. So we look forward to that. Elliot, thank you for everything you do. And the Oracle speaks as well. Look forward to hearing your next show until then. This is the fanatical L show. Go Browns. And we'll talk to you soon. Here we go. Brownie. Bring you all the latest. That's me talk. Tune in. Really? That's right. Tune in now. Hey, we'll leave I'm here to the audience, man. I'm telling the truth.